Hey homies, on this episode of Homegrown Horror, we're going to be having a little bit of a change of fare. We're going to be talking about a location, specifically Maiden's Cliff of Camden, Maine. This site has a grisly history and is the site of other atrocious crimes in more recent history. We hope you really like this episode, and uh, yeah, me and B go nuts at various intervals, so enjoy all that. All this and more on Homegrown Horror. celebration of the anniversary of Waterfront, Maine. We're all here to unveil this beautiful memorial that has been donated to the town by Jay Skin's Money Bags. Would you like to say a few words? Ooh, ooh, Jay Skin's Money Bags in the house! Y'all might know me for my massive success on a podcast. And now after inheriting or earning billions of dollars, I've decided to grace this sleepy little town with some monument that inspires you, gets you up every morning to kick ass. So without further ado, let me remove this sheet and show you uh, the monument to mourn the passing of Stephen King. It's it's a preemptive measure. Is is that a fucking moose? Is he riding a moose? Oh, he's riding a moose, all right. Up top. Disaster almost happened as B almost knocked over her moxie. Hello, Hello! and welcome, welcome to Homegrown Horror. You almost ruined the whole show. That would have knocked over on your laptop and my laptop. <laughs> Actually, I think it was going to go on my lap. <laughs> but, hey, um, better your lap than the equipment. Yes. Hi, I'm B, a co-host. I am Jackson, a co-host. Welcome to Homegrown Horror, the podcast about main spooky things, murders, true crime, ghosts, cryptids, ghouls, goblins. Cryptids. Cryptids. <laughs> What's a cryptid? And of course, Moxie. And Moxie. We are, uh, we're enjoying some Moxie and B already has some thoughts. Yeah, because it's been a little while since I've had Moxie yeah. and... It's definitely different. It yeah. tastes different from what I used to get. Yeah, we talked about a little bit uh, Moxie in a previous episode. I think one of the earlier episodes we yeah, talked about was, Moxie. It was a... Uh, it was a mainism. <laughs> it was a mainism, yes. Um, but we got some Moxie here today. I've made a mixed Moxie beverage. I think it's pretty all right. But yeah, no, there is a definite difference it's from missed, the old formula. There. Because there used to be like a kind of bitter aftertaste like right on the back of your tongue. Mm-hmm. And it's really gone. It goes down. It like It's it's a lot smoother. They took the moxie out of the moxie. But that's, what, that's how I feel. I feel like it, it's not, it doesn't taste the same. It's much, it also has like a kind of sweet edge to it. It, it is much sweeter. The first formula of moxie I remember drinking, I think it probably has gone through more than just the one change in its time, lifetime. But the one oh, that probably. I, yeah. The one I remember, it was very dental fluidy. Like it was something that would way, be sprayed so, into your face at the office. I remember my parents had listened to the episode and they're like, "What is dental fluid?" 
What? Oh, you guys don't have fluoride up here, right? No, we call it fluoride. We don't call it dental fluid. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. <laughs> or if you're, like, when we were in elementary school and we would do the, they would, we called it swish. I did not realize that this was some kind of colloquial term that I was throwing around. Yeah. But, uh, My parents were like, what the fuck is dental fluid? It kind of, it sounds weird. I, I, don't I, know. I kind of like understood what you were saying. Yeah. I had context for the, the bigger conversation. I also just looked at your socks and they have ghosts on them. Yeah, I wore my ghost socks today. I thought it was appropriate for recording purposes. I am also wearing scary socks. They have your face on them. <laughs> <laughs> the most terrifying socks I've ever seen. But not as terrifying as my face right now. Because I got a mustache right yeah, now. Yeah, so I think I mentioned your facial hair last week. Uh, you've changed Yeah, you hurt again. my feelings. <laughs> you've changed your facial hair again, and I am... I've been letting it grow out, and then this morning I decided I didn't like what I saw, so I just left the mustache to freak you out. <laughs> Is that really the only... Like, because you came up with a mask on, and, the, and then that you was took literally it off, and the, you're like, ha the, the Literally, the only reason I did this mustache thing was to upset you. <laughs> well, you succeeded. Good, good. I'm glad. It's all gone according to plan. B, how's your week, though? How have you been? It's uh, been shitty. Everything was fine <laughs> up until fucking yesterday. So, Allegra sideswiped the garage door and took out her passenger side mirror. Oof. So, we were like, okay, we have to go take it to get fixed. We scheduled to drop off on uh, Friday, which was yesterday. And as we're like about halfway there, because I haven't driven my car in a little while because it was not registered. I did my duty and I registered my car. And Woo! I was like, cool, we're going to go, do this, drop off the car. And then my car is goody, goody, gum, drop to go. And the answer is no, no, it is not. Because we, about halfway there, we went through an intersection in Gorham. And then I heard the... Oh. I was like, hmm. So I had to pull over. And like, we're on, we're on 22, which is like a pretty busy, busy road. Mm-hmm, yeah. There isn't... In Maine, a lot of the roads, even the main roads, don't have much of a breakdown lane. No, no, no. You have a very small shoulder, and yeah, yeah your major roads are even going through. They almost feel like residential streets at they times. They all do, yes. Yeah. So, um, I get out, because Allegra's behind me in her car. She pulls over. I get out to look, and uh, one of my, t the, t the front driver's side tire had a hole in it oh man so i don't know if like it was the tire pressure because like it's cold and it's been a little while since i've driven i don't know because also i've had issues with my tires i honestly think i've had a slow leak for a while because no matter even when i like pump up the tires like the light would stay on you could add a bubble even like yeah. that was just kind of affecting it so yeah um so we had to wait for AAA for like two hours <laughs> And it was it kept it got quite cold and dark really quickly, as it does at this time of year. The guy that came out was super nice, but we decided that we're gonna keep like we're like okay we're gonna just reschedule the work on Allegra's car because we also found out that if you have your driver's side mirror and your rear view mirror, you're still legal. Really? Yes. That's very funny. So the guy told you that? Yeah. He's he was like, like, hey, don't waste your money, man. No, no, no. Mirror. He was just saying like <laughs> if you need. Uh, if you need some buffer if space. If you need some buffer space between getting the tires and getting her car repaired, like, we don't, it's not something that we have to do immediately. Just tell her to look over her shoulder when she pulls, pulls right. Yeah. Also fun, uh, activity of changing out your headlights. 
That's yeah. not a euphemism. Yeah, no, that's the other thing that we had to do. Because I did know that my car needed a headlight change, but I was like, you know, if we're just driving during the day, we'll be fine. Well, so, it's fine. So now, Jackson changed out my headlights because he's the king of everything. And, I'm so good, yes. But, so now I am on the hunt for tires, and that is not something that I was planning on doing. So, it's just been... Listeners, if you got a spare tire... Yeah, send it my way. <laughs> I wanted somebody to send you, like, a monster truck tire. Yeah, dude, oh my god, <laughs> this, just like... This will fit. <laughs> just like, yeah, uh, pimp my ride. <laughs> like... Why'd you vault my Taurus? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's kind of my thing. The rest of the week was kind of, you know, pretty standard... All things considered, I started like a workers' comp theory class for like to get a, a designation, like oh, so then I'll have like letters at the end of my, I'll have like um, WCP at the end of my name, which is workers' comp professional. So what's workers' comp theory? Is it like imagine if somebody got injured on the job? No, now what would that be like? <laughs> it's like it's it's a lot. It's like legal, st- like legalese. But yeah, the book that I have is. <laughs> The last 100 years of workers' compensation history. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, long story short, I actually failed this class two years ago because it was the beginning of the pandemic, and I, like, panicked, and I didn't realize... I was so stressed out, I panicked when I took it, and I didn't realize... So, you have two turns... Like, you can retake it twice. Yeah. Or... You get one chance and then a retake. That's what I mean. Okay. So, you can take it twice. And... Instead, like, I didn't realize that the online, like, program allowed you to look at the answers you got wrong. Oh, wow. So, instead of taking my time and looking at the answers and whatever, I just, like, ah! And I went and I retook it and I failed a second time. Oh, Um, buddy. So, yeah. So, I'm doing that and it's a joy. You sounds like you're having fun, brother. <laughs> what are you doing? What is your life like? Um, my life is pretty boring as well. You know, work, sleep, work, sleep, play with the cat. Uh, I am playing. I'm playing this fun game that I think you'd really like though, called Disco Elysium. Yeah. Um, I got it for the Switch. Uh, PC bros, don't at me. But it's a point-and-click detective adventure, basically. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's in my wheelhouse right now. That's in your wheelhouse. Very narrative-heavy, a lot of text, a lot of dialogue, and you play a late-stage alcoholic detective, um, and it's a really <laughs> funny setup. So the game starts, the screen is black, and there's a gruff kind of, like, British gangster-type voice that is just musing about um, non-existence and nothingness. Yeah. Uh, and it's really fucking funny because you're responding to the voice. And But if you choose to wake up or be stay alive, you wake up naked on the floor of a shitty apartment room um, and your clothes are all scattered everywhere and the game starts off with you having an insane hangover. So basically you almost died at the beginning of the game. Fantastic. Yeah, and there are various weird moments where you can die. So my first playthrough of the game, I died within the first f- four minutes of the game. Man, maybe we need to start a Twitch stream? <laughs> we should, but it was really funny. So there was a tie on a fan. It was my tie, uh-huh. and my character... 
um, had to like turn off the fan and then try to grab the tie off the fan. The first playthrough I did. So in the game, you have stats that are related to your physical endurance, your intellect, your emotional intelligence, kind of detective skills and stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, so and your perception. And so in in this playthrough, I had not great chances. And so a lot of it is on dice rolls and like check chances. So it's kind of like D&D. Oh, hey. You do a check <laughs> chance to do yeah. an action and see if you can actually get it. Um, and on this playthrough, my character first tried to get the tie off the fan that had stopped, uh, and then wasn't able to get the tie and actually hurt himself. And then, and, and I, and I lost a health point I saw on the, on the screen. And then it, apparently I'm, I failed to check to like save myself and then I just die. And the last, the next screen I get is cop has heart attack in his hotel room and it's like a newspaper clipping amazing it is fucking amazing fascinating uh, i look into this you gotta check it after out after i finished danganronpa for at least the first time yeah finish that game up and then go check out disco elysium um again i just i really just started it i'm still exploring the i the first kind of area mm -hmm. and uh definitely give it a shot it is different i feel like i'm bad it's at cool. finishing games um, no, Maybe. I wouldn't say you're bad at finishing games. You've done, like, Fire Emblem a million times. Yeah, well, because I'm in the middle of, like, my 15th playthrough on that, but, because I'm still, I haven't, fi like, I finished the story portion of Shield, but I don't think that's, po Pokemon Shield, I don't know, it's gonna stop. But yeah. also, I haven't finished Haven, I'm also in the middle of the first Kingdom Hearts game, and I started Final Fantasy X. Oh my god. See, the problem is, is that you got, you're, you're stretched too much across all these things. Yes. Um... I mean, I'm one to talk. Again, I but... know, Allegra, Allegra, Allegra is, it's really funny because she's been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Red Dead. Yeah. And she's gotten to the point where, like, she's about to finish both of them. Right. But she doesn't want to finish them. Oh, man. I had that same feeling for with Red Dead. Well, she's Is not she... finished. She's about to go to Gorma. Oh. But everything changes during Gorma. Once you get past Gorma, the entire the entire game, yeah, it is kind of draining. Especially, you can't upgrade your camp after that point. Really, you can't add anything. Everyone's super depressed. The atmosphere around the camp is super depressing. You don't want to like be in there, even as a character anymore. Mm -hmm. it, it really does take a turn, which is why it's such a fucking good game and it is a good game fuck you rockstar for not giving us dlc of that and trying to push your stupid online version i know allegra was playing online and she liked it except for the fact that people will just come kill you <laughs> yeah me <laughs> the, when online first came out i was just murdering people left and right, right. <laughs> and, and I, would, I would get that week i got so many hate messages on xbox and I would just respond with yeehaw. Yee <laughs> fucking ha. Wait, why'd you shoot me? Yeehaw, it's a cowboy game, idiot. <laughs> oh, I did also want to um, give a small Olympics update. So I have not caught up on the singles skating, but Camila did not medal. She did so that not. makes it better, I guess. Yeah, so it's like, okay, she, you know... <sighs> karma i guess but also oh my god it was actually kind of heartbreaking like she was just like crumpled in a tiny little ball in the kiss and cry area like just cr 
crying and her coach was just like, you should have been stronger. How dare you do this? Wow. And Camila also in an interview was like, I fucking hate this sport. I don't even want to do this. I think I think really? I'm going to quit. Oh my God. I mean, and I, I don't know if that's, you can't blame her though. I don't know if that's in reaction to everything that has happened, but like, I feel like we, Russia has successfully crushed this girl's spirit, which is probably what they were trying to do anyway. I, so I, it's like, the whole thing is so fucking awful because mostly 99.9% I put this on Russia because yes, like she's 15. Yeah. And even if she did consent to it, like, I don't think that she really could fully because she's 15. So it's, it's bad for her. It's bad for everyone that she's competing with. Like, cause everybody's just sort of like fucking great. Like, <laughs> you know, the Olympics doesn't really give a fuck about uh, us athletes because they're just like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Russia does. Yeah, because they found they they found that she had also tested for two other heart medications that weren't banned. But her whole her whole defense was, "Oh, my grandfather's on this heart this banned heart medication. Maybe I accidentally ingested it while at his house or whatever." But now it's like, no, you tested for three drugs total. Again, it's not her fault, in my opinion. But she didn't meddle. So, all's well that ends well, question mark? <sighs> Jesus, man. I, we said it, I said it last week also, like, I thought she was just going to get a slap on the wrist. Was it last week? Yeah, yeah it, was it was last, last week. week. I thought she was just going to get a slap on the wrist for this whole thing. Because, yeah, she is 15. And, obviously, there are other authority factors at play in this situation. Yeah. Like, this is... Regardless of whether it's her choice or not, everybody's influencing her to do this. Um, man, fuck that coach. What a piece of shit. Seriously. Yeah, again, and like I, had, I think I said before, like her whole like training regime is also like was really punishing, and I don't. Yeah. I, there has been talk about actually putting an age limit on the Olympics. I. Which I kind of agree with. Wasn't there already an age limit? Like, how young can you be to participate in the Olympics? Well, I know that there is... So, she's 15. Yeah, which I, I thought it was, like, 14. I do, I do know that there, like... Because there is someone who... I don't think she's on the Olympic team, but... Um, from the U.S. who's 14, who just, like, completely swept the championships this year. Okay. But So, she's not on the team. I don't know if she just didn't qualify or... If there's an age restriction, I'm not sure. I still think 15 is a lot of pressure to be putting on a a, a, a kid. Yes. Because, let's be honest, I think 17 or 18 would be fine. I mean, I, I think that I knew um, kids in my high school that were training to be Olympic athletes. Yeah. And I get that because, like, they still had a school life and a life. And we're still doing all these, like, you know, extracurricular competitions. Um, and I don't think that that's probably part of the lifestyle, though, for these Russian athletes. Absolutely or not. other athletes of other nations. I don't think these nations really care that much, probably, about... Work-life rounding, balance. <laughs> yes, work-life balance and also rounding out the development of these people. 
and just breaking them down so that they can get a gold medal one year and then tossing them aside once they're no longer useful. Which is usually at, like, age 25. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. And I think that's also why it's been great that we've seen a lot of athletes speaking out about their mental health and Mm -hmm. being, like, um, no. Like, Naomi Oska and um, Simone Biles. Yeah. Being, like, no. I know there have been more... But I definitely appreciate, cause, but then, of course, it's so stupid because the backlash is like, well, they just can't hack it anymore. And I'm like, okay, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what do you do? <laughs> you know, it, it's because we are like, well, if you have superhuman talent in sports, you should be superhuman in every other way. That's bullshit. And like, I think, yeah, so. I've met plenty of strong people in college, and a lot of them were morons. <laughs> 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 I've met some really great basketball players. They don't do calculus. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just I think that there are a lot, like there are a lot of issues that the Olympics keep bringing up because of course we had issues last like because we literally just had the Summer Olympics because they were postponed. So that's also why like the Olympics are so close to each other this year and it's really weird. Yeah. But We've seen a lot of athletes take time off, and normally it's like, no, you are like a show horse until you're not useful anymore. Yeah. Why are you so young and taking a break? That's not how this works. You can take a break when you're retired. I think that mentality also feeds into our capitalistic mindset in the States. But Oh, absolutely. We could spend all an entire podcast talking about that. <laughs> yeah, hello, welcome to the Olympics podcast. But, you know, I just wanted to bring that up because we've talked about it for the last two times and that's sort of where I've been spending a lot of time in Olympics town. <laughs> Because I really like... You've been in the Olympic Village. I've hopefully been in the hopefully Olympic not Village. with the Finland team because their ceiling is leaking. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, it just did you see that video? The, yeah. It reminds me of the Sochi Olympics when it was just sort of like, there are wild dogs in the streets. I have them. It's funny. Barely built. It's just funny with yeah. It's funny with the the dorms. The, yeah, there was a video that the Finnish team released mm. of like their ceiling literally leaking. And yeah, um, when these Olympic villages are so hastily built, sometimes you miss a couple things. I didn't know that the Olympics were being held at USM. (laughs) (laughs) Great callback. (laughs) I actually cut like most of that out of that episode. (laughs) You did because anyway, we're not going to, we're not going to get into it. I don't want to die. I was a me. little, I was a little harsh on we USM. Cut, yeah, I will say we cut out a lot of shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just me. Jackson didn't go to USM. He, he's uh, he's from away. No, <laughs> he yes. Didn't remember. I like to be employable, so uh, we'll keep it there. <laughs> All right, Mister Away. What do you have for today? Well, you know, when it comes to the Olympics, you got to be in peak physical condition. Um, and you have to be in peak physical condition as well to go on this hike. Okay. We're going to be talking about a destination. It's going to be mostly about the place, the okay. mystique, the horror that surrounds it. We're talking about Maiden's Cliff of Camden, Maine. Okay. I've never, I, I am not familiar with this. Uh, yeah. So up in Camden, Maine, in the Camden Hill State Park. There's a trail, spans about, mm, I think, over a mile. 
Um, didn't write that down. So if it's more than that, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I do care, but not about the trail. Um, but what I care about is the end of the trail. So Maiden's Cliff, you will cut through a lot of thick forests, of course, as you would in any main, main trail. A lot of kind of craggy cliff areas, and it's kind of even a steep climb. But the, at the end of it, you will be rewarded with breathtaking views of Camden, Penobscot Bay, and the Muguntikuk. 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 Is that how you say it? Okay. I think so. Muguntikuk Lake. Sorry about that. But this trail, Jackson again. Jackson can read. I, I can't. I actually <laughs> don't know how to read. There's a wrench in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a wrench right in that pronunciation. Yeah, seriously, literal wrench in that pronunciation. Um, but yeah, it's not for everybody. It's a pretty challenging climb, actually, to get up to Maiden's Cliff. And you're greeted with a cliffside that's also about 800 uh, feet to the bottom. Oh. What's also very interesting, you will definitely know when you're at Maiden's Cliff. Because you're going to be greeted by a very large painted white cross at the top of the trail. That overlooks the uh, the lake. Tell me why. Uh, w- I will tell you why. This is more than just a random monument. It is a memorial. Um, erected sometime o- after this tragedy, obviously. We're going to be going back in time right now at Maiden's Cliff. And we're going to go to 1864. On May 7th, 1864, a young 12-year-old Eleonora French, who is a farmer's daughter, uh, went out with her older sister and a young male teacher from the area to go collect flowers for Maying. I think your wife knows a bit about Maying. Is it like May Day? Yeah, like May Day traditions. Okay, like yeah, she was collecting flowers, I think, for like a crown. Allegra's birthday is... Yeah. Oh, is it? It's May Day, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. it must be, yeah, because so they must be doing it a little bit later because it's usually May Day slash um, Bieltane is May 1st. Ah, okay. But usually, you know, the cele- you know, let's say it was during the week and they're like, oh, we're going to do it on the week, you know, whatever. Yeah, so she was out celebrating May and she was collecting flowers, I think, putting them in the crown kind of thing. Um, Very sweet <clears throat> summer. But uh, the property at this time that she's on, Maiden's Cliff itself, is actually part of her family's farm. And the area just kind of under it was known as French's Beach for a bit. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Kind of that shoreline. And then later are. it became part later, of the state park. Yeah, it became part of the state park and public land. I don't know how it was acquisitioned, uh, but anyway. Um, so, unfortunately... There was no, there was no actual malicious intent here. You say that, but I don't know if I believe you. You never know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, while she was enjoying this beautiful view of the cliffside, Eleanor was wearing a, a hat, and during a sudden, very blustery breeze, the hat flew off of Eleanor's head. And she was, her back was to the cliffside, but then she went to reach out to grab her hat, miscalculated where she was and she tumbled down the 800 foot drop oh my god yeah um some of the stories differ around what happened here um some say that she did die immediately 
at the bottom of the cliff, but uh, there's a bit more evidence to suggest actually that she did survive the fall, oh, but was very God. badly injured and would die later that night. 1864, it's a lot of internal injuries falling off that cliffside. There's not going to be much that will be able to do Dude. for poor Eleonora. Um, and this is the tragedy that surrounds Maiden's Cliff. Um, is that where it got its name from? I Yes, I believe that's where the, the name got, where it got its name from initially. Originally, this was like part of the French's beach yeah. or the French's property. They're like, this poor little maid. Fell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that was just like a, a kind of um, an adoption by the local community or if it was something that was dubbed that way, but it was probably a local saying. Mm -hmm. um, this cross actually, this is a bit of interesting history that I dug up here. So for all those history heads, ooh, this is a fun little treat for you guys. Uh, this cross actually was erected by uh, Joseph Stearns, who... Um, he was, he, he was serving during the Civil War at a young age, uh, but then he would work in um, telegraphy, telegram, kind yeah. of communications. Uh, and he did that as well within um, the Civil War. But uh, Joseph Stearns is actually the same man who apparently invented the duplex system of telegraphy, which allowed people to send two messages to be sent over the same wire at the same time. Speeding up the information sharing for this time, a very significant contribution, it made him incredibly wealthy. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't that really cool? Um, he went ahead, though, he was from the area, raised his family here, he erected the cross at this location, and there's a plaque at the bottom that details these events and says, Eleanor French on May 7th, 1864, this 12-year-old's uh, farmer's daughter fell to her death from this cliff. But he... So he's not related to her, though. No, doesn't seem to that's be. That's weird. He's part of the community. Yeah, but, but that's weird that he's like, I'm going to go ahead and put this cross. Like, her family didn't do it. I was assuming that her family had put that memorial there, but he's just like, nah, I'm I think do it. He seemed like a genuinely good dude from what I was reading, you know? Okay. He's a smart guy. Just kind of cared about raising his family. He was part of this community, you know? Okay. It's something that affected the, fan, the, the community for a long time, you know? This is pretty tragic for them. Absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody stepping up, you know? Mm. Yeah, B seems skeptical. No, 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 no. I'm, not <laughs> saying that he, I'm just saying it's really weird that he's just sort of like, I'm going to build a memorial for someone I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what's a, what's a cross to this guy? The inventor of the duplex system of telegraphy. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying most people don't just go and be like, I'm going to erect a memorial for someone that I don't know. Well, normally it's the family or people who are close to the person who died. We're spending way too much time on this. Like, he seems like a good dude to me. <laughs> that's fine. I'm just saying it's weird. Like he's got some weird hobbies. That's what I'm saying. Man, you're really ragging on Joseph Stearns for <laughs> doing something good. <laughs> okay. Some say Eleanor haunts the cliff to this day. No real, like, sightings, sightings of a ghost or anything like that. There isn't really any stories, but then, uh, you know, just vague terms like, and some say her screams still echo on the wind. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> really sucks for Eleonora. Um, and I hate to say it, but this is not the only bad thing that happens at Maiden's Cliff. I'm sure. 
now B. Then you jump to the right. Oh, we're going forward. And you're in April 2011. Yeah, you get me picked. <laughs> wow, that's a big jump. Quite a big jump. You yeah. made a huge, like, I am very impressed with your jump. You should definitely join track and field. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you they, landed in 2011. <laughs> I don't fuck around with my time warps, dude. Um, yeah, April 2011, we're going to be talking about Lisa Zan and Charles Black. You know, you were war uh, warning people earlier about women dating individuals older than them. These these folks got about, I think, le like 14 years between them. Okay. You know. <laughs> uh, Lisa Zan and Charles Black, who were married at this time, decided to climb up to Maiden's Cliff for a picnic together. Um... While Lisa was admiring the view of the cliffside, she felt three strikes hit the back of her head. Charles had taken a very large rock and was trying to bash in Lisa's skull. Lisa collapsed on the ground and was then grabbed and dragged by Charles in an attempt to throw Lisa off the, off the cliffside. Fuck Charles. Fuck Charles. And because Charles is a dumb fuck. While uh, Lisa was tumbling down, he also lost his footing and started tumbling down the cliff along with Lisa. Karma. Karma. Instant yeah. karma. Instant karma. <laughs> Get fucked, Charles. The couple fell down 800, foot, uh, 800 feet, but both had survived. <gasps> Lisa scrambled down to the cliff a bit more, uh, I wouldn't say effortlessly, but she was able to kind of scramble a bit more. Yeah. And was able to wave a motorcyclist who uh, helped get her up and find assistance. And then the hunt was on for Charles, who was laying in the woods with his injuries. Fuck Charles. Like, yeah. I am impressed with her tenacity that she was the, like, she's been bashed three times in the head. And she's the one that's able to get up and get help. Yeah. No, she wasn't fucking around. And thank God. Charles is a dumb fuck. But, uh, what, th these guys were in the hospital again for uh, over a week. I, actually, I don't think I mentioned it yet. They were in the hospital for over a week, um, recovering from their injuries. So they found him. So they did find him, yes. So, I mean, like, he came down the cliff. He wasn't moving at all. <laughs> they were able to find him. Found that little bitch. They went to different hospitals. They recovered. Oh, I'm yeah. glad that they sent them to different hospitals. Right. Sometimes if, if. If you are, like, there are cases where if the person doesn't die during the first attempt, then the, the you know, they try in the hospital, that sort of thing. Oh, is that so, a thing? Yeah. There oh, are a shit. couple stories that I recall. I can't remember exactly, but it's like, yeah, definitely uh, do not tell the suspected murderer where the victim is because sometimes the hospitals are not great. Uh, protecting the people that are there. I think some people just, you know, leave their brain in a jar when they go to work sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I'm very happy that they separated them. Good on them. Yeah. Um, now, what was the whole reason for this? Prosecutors said that the couple were arguing over an affair that uh, Charles had had with a woman from Arizona. Uh-huh. Additionally, and probably a little bit more... Uh, fucked up 
he apparently was mismanaging and spending a massive inheritance obtained from Lisa's father that totaled $4 million. What the fuck? Now, I think it was more about a argument over the $4 million. I don't think he spent all the $4 million here. Also, I'm sorry. If you... If you get $4 million from your wife's family and then you have an affair and you're mismanaging the funds, you can go to hell. Seriously. Oh, no, but instead, I need to kill her so that way I can keep living my lifestyle. Yeah. Fuck you, Charles! Uh, this seems like a very poor attempt to try to kill Lisa and then take all the millions for himself. Um, He's also not the first person to do this. There is another... There is an... Ugh, I am the worst. I can't think of a lot of these cases like off the top of my head, but there is one where he pushed his wife down a cliff and then was like, oh, she fell! And then they were like, this does not look like she just fell. But, you know, <laughs> nice try. Yeah, I don't know what his logic was going to be in this situation because it was very He obvious. bashed her in the head. It's very obvious. Bashed her in the head and then dragged It's off the very, cliff. very fucking obvious she did not just fall. Yeah, this is definitely a very rocky point for the couple. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, I actually hate you. The two would later divorce in uh, 2013. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Took two years for that. I uh, mean, that was probably a bureaucratic thing. Yeah, definitely. But uh, that ends about nine years of marriage. But I will also point out, this is not the only time Charles had committed violence towards Lisa. The two other incidents noted in Charles' history where he had physically abused Lisa. Nothing really came of it. Did, did he get sentenced for any... Did she press charges against him? About the cliffside? Yeah. We're going to get there. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good, Come good, on, good, 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 Because <laughs> you're like, they get a divorce. And I'm like, please don't tell me that's where that ends. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so fucked up. You're um, a meanie, Charles. I'm divorcing you. So apparently this whole trip was a very bad attempt to sort of reconcile the issues within the marriage. It was a time for them to unpack and deal with the baggage related to the affair and the issue with the money. Um, and it was just a moment for them to come together in a nice setting, talk things out, and try to, like, move on. A nice setting. A cliff. Yeah. Where a Charles, fell to her death. Lisa testified and said that Charles on the hike was carrying two rocks with him, which were to symbolize his baggage of his affair and the betrayal of the uh, monetary issues. Whose idea was that? I think it was Charles. <laughs> what a dumbass. So his like, whole his whole thing was he was gonna toss these rocks off the cliff, I guess along with his wife. <laughs> well, at least that was his what idea. What the fuck? I know. He's such a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna love more of this. Okay. During testimony and the trial and shit, Charles claimed that he had lost his memory of this incident as he tumbled down the cliff. Jackson. He stone faced did this. The entire time. Would not fess up. He might have lost his memory, but also, fuck this guy. He already beat his wife twice. 
So with the aggravated assaults, assaults, attempted murder, domestic abuse issues that are uh, counting and piling up, he was facing a possible sentence of about 25 years for all of this. The judge handing down the sentence said that they had noticed Charles' history uh, as, in his community as a beloved teacher for many years, and he was only given 10 years for these crimes. But he's a pillar of the community! At the time of the sentence, he is 71 years old. Lisa was about 40, uh, sorry, 54. Uh, Charles, in October of that year, tried to appeal the, the, the court decision, but it was rejected. Good. Yeah, so he's he served this. I mean, at least he's serving something, but dear God. Yeah, I think he's out now at this point. But yeah, that's uh, Maiden's Cliff, my friend. A strange little location in just Camden. When you come across this cross, <laughs> think about all this weird history that surrounds this place, you know? Think about all this weird history that surrounds this place as you're contemplating pushing your wife off the cliff. Yeah, no, this seems like a good place to do it. <laughs> There's already a memorial here. I don't have to do anything. Seriously, my wife will be a hero. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Like, the the obviously the terrible place. terrible issue with. I'm Eleanor. surprised. I. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's not like closed off or anything i guess at this point <laughs> i mean not why would they close off a cliff b b there's so many cliffs what are you gonna do close off all the cliffs yes jesus <laughs> b people want to look over cliffs they want to <sighs> get big views that is our natural instinct is to be well, taller than just, everybody it just reminds me of like so we always go to, uh, like when we go to Acadia, we always go to Thunderhole, which is, <laughs> it's an underwater cave that it sort of has a little peak, like it has a little, like the peak of the cave is like, like at, uh, over the water and it's just, it kind of is just like this little, very thin inlet. How, yeah. How do you describe? But anyway, like if the waves hit just right, it goes. It just goes kapoosh, kaboom, and it's like this big splash, like part of your world. Like, <laughs> amazing. So and it, you know, rumbles like thunder. It's very cool. If you get like, it only happens like a couple times a day, so you have to get there like at just the right time. And a lot of times there's like, there's just a ton of people just waiting for something to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but people climb up on over the rocks and even though there are signs that like, please don't, don't do it. And you're just sort of like, I remember it was right when we went, it was right after we got married. It was the day we got married. We went with um, the three people that we brought with our for our wedding party. And, you know, we're just overlooking and we're seeing all these people like, out on the rocks and the waves are like really bad like they're very violent waves and it's raining and we're just looking we're like they're definitely not from around here <laughs> they're just no. like no they're that's... like this is safe this that's... is fine the thing is i understand that i understand the human propensity to be like i am greater than this danger i am greater than nature <laughs> 
There is also, yeah, <laughs> there, is a, there is a stupidity that surrounds a lot of people when they go to a park. Um, be it looking over cliffs, not being safe, interacting with the fucking wildlife, dude. 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 You know how many people die from, like, bison issues in, in parks? Specifically bison. Specifically bison, because they're just like, ooh, what a cute type bison gore. <laughs> it's, yeah, so I get it. You can't close all the clips. And at some point, there's personal responsibility has to, to come into play at some point. It's just natural selection at play, man. They're still alive in the public parks. Yeah, so that's a very fascinating little thing. We could maybe we could go because uh, Anna lives in Camden. We yes. Could go and uh, visit this little place. We could go visit it. Um, it's a fun little hike. It's a little again. You have to do a little bit of climbing on some rocks to get there, but it's manageable. Yeah. It's just a mile. Yeah, I don't mind scrambling so much. It's just been a little while since I've been hiking i'm trying to think of when we went because we went to cascade falls i want to say at the beginning of 2021 uh-huh so it's been about a year since we've actually like gone and done like a decent hike because i did do some scramble then i also <laughs> um i got us i, I went the wrong way I brought, us, I brought us down like a dead end path <laughs> and then i was like okay we're just gonna cross the stream Oh no! Like got across with no problem. Yeah, yeah. I tried jumping across and like I didn't land properly on the bank on the other side, so I just slipped and fell in the water. Oh <laughs> no! Uh, and so because my, my my day is ruined. <laughs> my LL Bean hiking boots are waterproof, but they're not waterproof if the water goes in through the top of the boot. I'm not waterproof if the water is inside me. Exactly. <laughs> and then also, because my we were with my grandmother. My grandmother just turned 79. And she she still likes hiking. She does kickboxing, things like that. She's great. Um, she kickboxes at 79? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's been a while since, you know, COVID, the classes weren't happening. Yeah. But yeah, before, like, pre-COVID, that's what she was doing. Um, and... <laughs> she struggled to get across so she had to like crawl on a, she had to crawl on a log to get across oh grandma just like I'm so sorry and it's like Brittany's not in charge of leading us next time <laughs> oh man but no like I, I do like those kind of things I, that was sort of the first time I had done scramble because it was it's in a smaller area. I yeah. like I couldn't do it, say like out on the bubbles in Acadia or anything like that. They have like the rungs and things, and you lots of scramble. I'm mm. not there yet, <laughs> so maybe this will be on my list. This will be like a, a someday thing. It'll be a someday thing. Yeah. Because yeah. Allegra's not going to make it <laughs> up there. Allegra's not going to make it up there. I'm not saying I'm pushing her off the cliff. <laughs> just, she's going to make be... She's gonna make it up there, but she's not going to make, make it, it down. down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for this little story, my friend. I like that we've done two, like, hiking-centric. <laughs> I, yeah, I really like it, too. Back-to-back. Uh, -back. <laughs> you know, I next guess I was inspired. Next week is not hi hiking-centric. <laughs> 
I actually found this originally from um, a Reddit post. I made a oh. I made a Reddit account that's more related to this podcast. Fascinating. Um, so I'm stalking the main subreddits right now, looking for juicy stories. If you're on the main subreddits, look for Jackson lurking in the subreddits. <laughs> you can find me behind the icons. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I, I actually commented because this one story had a bunch of different creepy stories or supposedly creepy stories from around Maine. Um, and one that I commented on was the Headless Halloween. Yeah! And there was only a little bit of information on there and I... And I uh, posted some more information saying, like, this is extra creepy because of these things. And uh, I got four upvotes. Yeah. What is your Reddit username? Um, or would you rather be anonymous? I made it specifically for the podcast. So my name is Jax Sucks at Pods. <laughs> and those are with X's. So, yeah, if you see Jax sucks at pods on the main subreddits, you know it's Jackson. That's me, baby. So, uh, you got a mainism for me? Hey, hey, it's a mainism. <laughs> oh, got a burp. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Probably going to cut that. Um, my mainism today, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's like a full mainism, but I think it is a fairly unique attraction of Maine, and okay. I wanted to talk about it. The desert of Maine. How did I know you were gonna say that? Okay, actually, we because we're gonna show you this later, but there's actually a movie called uh, not movie. There's a video called Maine Unboxed, and it shows oh, yeah? the desert of Maine. Oh, seriously? So it was the first time I'd ever actually seen parts of it. So I think it's really funny because we just watched that. So. Fill me in. Fill in the blanks. Oh, I will fill in the blanks for you here. So the desert of Maine, um, it's a very large, like, bit of land that was turned into a lot of, like, sandy silt. And the reason for that was because back when it was um, purchased as a farm plot in the early, uh, oh, late 1700s, the land oh. was named after, and it's 40 acres of land. Um, the land was being farmed by the Tuttle family and was used to grow potatoes. But unfortunately, the Tuttles were not very good farmers. Um, and they neglected to rotate their crops, which is essential if you want to have usable land. And then combined that with overgrazing by their flock of sheep, the land ended up turning into uh, a useless sandy silt. And the family abandoned uh, the plot in oh, see, I thought you were just 1919. Gonna... 1919. I thought you were just going to tell me that you can't grow potatoes outside of a rustic. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to. They just die. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was just they were bad farmers. They used up the land. It's the same as like the Dust Bowl. Basically, yeah. Dust Bowl was just this amplified by 10,000. <laughs> um, over farming not turning over your crops, letting the land rest for seasons. Um, this family ignored all that. And now we have the Desert of Maine, which is an attraction people can check out now. They have like fake camel statues yes, that, there. See, that's the photo that I saw. <laughs> There's a gift shop. Uh, kids can, I don't know, dig through the sand or something. What do you do with a big 40 acre sand pit, you know? There's a campground next to it. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, that was my Maine. It was in the desert, desert of Maine. That's so fast. I didn't realize, like, so it's technically a Maine man, a, 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 a Maine man made, made desert. <laughs> what Maine. the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a man made desert, but I now I can say man Maine made desert. A Maine man made desert. desert. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. That's what you I'm said. not drinking today. I just have had moxie. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I'm more I'm sober just, than you are right now. I'm just very, very good at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my mainism for the day. And, you know, my whole thing was kind of like, I had come across the desert of Maine before, haven't been yet. I'd love to ch- just see it, I guess. I want to see the camels. I want to see the camels, too. It's such a like fun old time. Yeah. For those interested in it, yeah, I don't know. Look it up. Google yeah, exists. I know that there, because I see, I see the signs every time I go into Freeport. I do think there's an admission price, though, so what? Keep, keep aware of that. Yeah. Uh, this information I have here says $16 for adults, $12 for kids. To see some sand. To see some sand, so. I've actually, have you ever been, you've probably been in a desert. Um, yes. Uh, Oregon technically is a high desert. Um, I've been in sand dunes in Carolinas. Um, yeah. I have also been to a desert because I have cousins that live in Arizona. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have been, we didn't go to the Grand Canyon. We went to the botanical gardens outside, like right outside the Grand Canyon. Ah. But I mean, it's a desert. <laughs> yeah, it's still a desert. You so drive yes, through it. I, yeah, so I've also been to a desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. So, because my cousin who grew up in, who has lived in Maine all her life, Moved out to Arizona and started a family there. It's <laughs> very awesome. different. Yeah. So that they usually come in the summer. I don't think that they've ever come in the winter, and that's probably for the best for them. Yeah, no, they probably the freeze are, to death. Yeah, all the kids. They wouldn't are have like, the right jackets. <laughs> <laughs> they are acclimated to the Arizona. They're probably. Weather. Oh my god! In Arizona, gets so damn hot. It's insane. I have a cousin that lives out there. I don't know how he freaking does it. Um, yeah, no, Arizona. Entire population, it's an affront to God. <laughs> <laughs> There's some King of the Hill reference there that I forgot about, but yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your Mainism, and I know I, I do plan to go to the desert of Maine, and uh, I would love to take pictures in front of the camels. It's certainly unique, and it's a unique part of Maine. Um, it's very odd, and it's a, I love it. It's a monument to these shitty farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, some these guys are so bad, their farm turned into sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, this end of Maine is not known for its farming. It's usually, it's like Arista County is known for its farming. Yeah, yeah, unless you're growing weed out here. Not known for the farming. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my mainism, brother. So I think today, I think today is this, uh, our, our ending sentiment is probably going to be similar to last week which is hike responsibly hike responsibly um look out for those cliff edges i mean people you know they always go up to those cliff edges to look over but you know uh and let us know if you've actually seen a ghost on maiden's cliff yeah let us know really ghosts or is it or is it um just like roby andrews and all of it is kind of have you heard the echo on the wind echo echo as eleanor fell to her death that would be creepy. That would be fucked up. That would make a believer out of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you again, homies. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this episode. 
Bye. You can reach out to us on our Twitter at HGHPod or on our Instagram at Homegrown Horror Pod. We hope to see you again soon.